This week, more of life's tough questions, like, where is the right and wrong place for a naughty billboard? And, is your cereal racist? You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. My name is Sandeep Sen. With me, as always, is the not intermittent fasting Phil Causey. Yes, inside jokes. Uh, yes, <laughs> apparently uh, intermittent fasting. Some people say it's good. Phil says no good. So, well, it, it depends on the physiology of the person. But we're so we have to bring the guests in because we were just talking about this off the air here. Yes, I think. Okay, so welcome to the show. Our guest today, Jonas Barnes. <laughs> What's up, guys? Usually we talk for 30 seconds at least before we introduce the guest, but now Sandeep is just, uh, he wants to get right into this intermittent fasting conversation. He dove right in, right into the inside joke. It was yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's definitely not the not the best way to start. Um, well, now it's now we're, we're making it into an outside joke. Well, also, we're, yeah, we're talking about fake outrage, aren't we? So here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm outraged at Sandeep for, for doing off-the-air stuff on the air. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing good though. Thanks for asking, dickhead. <laughs> how was your uh, How was your weekend? Well, we're we're not going to do intermittent fasting. Uh, I mean, is that what you did this weekend? No, I I well, I, I did I intermittently fasted between meals. Okay, uh, if you're like, I guess like when I wasn't eating, the, I was fasting. If you're going to go by the technical definition, I guess that is accurate. Yeah, that really is. Everybody intermittently fasts in between meals. Unless you're a complete garbage disposal of a human. Yeah. Well, the reason why we're talking about it, though, is because off the air, uh, Jonas was talking about it. So you're, that's your current diet plan, I guess, if you're willing to talk about it? Yeah, you could say that's my current diet plan because I've been, I've been losing weight for a while, but I've been really ramping it up. But you're not last... doing intermittent fasting every day. You're doing it three days a week, so you're doing intermittent, intermittent fasting. I am. I'm doing, <laughs> I am doing intermittent fasting intermittently. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm doing. But yeah, yeah. I, do it, I do it four days out of the week and then three days off, and I do it to kind of do almost muscle confusion but just for my uh for my insides as opposed to my muscles yeah it's like your fat fat confusion it really is that's exactly what it is i know i know i knew we could extract some comedy out of there somehow i'm telling you it fucking works great dude it absolutely (laughs) does so let's talk about uh jonas and your your comedy life you run a show at the creek in the cave here in new york city called the smut show is that right that is correct okay talk about that for one second so it's a show that actually started in seattle when i started comedy um about a year and a half into my comedy career uh, I met a producer that ran the show originally, uh, but he ran it on he ran it on a very small scale, and he gave up the show and decided that I decided that um, I would ask him if I could take over the show and make it into something better, and he said yes. So I did. Did you say g- that when you were asking to take over, like, "Hey, I'm going to take what you did, but like, do it better." Basically, it's like as <laughs> me and him had that relationship. I was like, "Why are you just going to walk away from this?" I was like, "It's a good thing to kind of have the." you know, balls out, anything goes comedy in a place like uh, Seattle, especially because Seattle was super PC. So so it's like Brooklyn, but in the West, it it, very much. So it was, it was one of those things that fit in a good way because it was, it was the, as much as I hate the term alt scene, uh, it was not that, but it was an alternative to the PC comedy that Seattle was used to. It's interesting too, and not to get inside comedy, so we like to avoid that as much as we can on the show. But I noticed that about, the uh the the New York scene. If you do a show that you advertise as like super offensive and dark and dirty and all this, people are cool with it. But if you just do that at a regular show, like people are like, oh, that's not comedy. That's stupid. That's you know, ha- yeah. whatever. It's that's the the general consensus. Towards You're not it. wrong. And yeah. I, I will also tell you that trying to promote a show that's promoted as filthy or dirty or dark or anything goes is actually not necessarily easy. 
because people think that if you do that kind of a show, it's going to be like nothing but offensive the whole time. And that's not what we go for. What we go for is anything goes, meaning you could hear anything. If somebody wants to do jokes about something traumatic, they can do that. If they want to do, you know, an offensive joke, they can do that. This so is it's like, more about the subject matter than the, as opposed to the level of offensiveness. Basically, yeah. Like okay. it's, I think there's too many places in comedy where they not don't necessarily police what you do on stage, mm-hmm. but they give you some sort of an expectation where it's like, well, this audience isn't going to be okay with this kind of humor and stuff like that, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I think if you're going to do comedy, you should be able to. That's do right, comedy. because that's fake outrage. It is. It absolutely is. I don't <laughs> like if we're talking about that. That's what that is. It's like, oh my god, he said the c word. Yeah, but there's a context to the joke. You yeah. know, like you have to pay attention to. No, what no, the no. Like, he said that word, so that means that he hits women. And he's just as bad as guys who hit women. He's just yeah, as bad. There you go. Yeah, that's the fucking attitude people have, and it's insane. And I can't stand that, which is why the show uh, is is what it is. So I actually advertise the show as the safe space for unsafe comedy oh that's a beautiful tagline yeah and that's the way i advertise it because it's like if you have a joke about abortion if you have a joke about domestic violence if you have a joke about your own experiences in these situations then fucking tell it you know tell your truth and yeah. that's what it is that just reminded me saying if we forgot to do the tagline this week oh yes the we're tagline the, we're the, the least, least important, important bit show on the internet right uh, th- okay okay there you go anyway you guys threw that in yeah so the <laughs> the the long short of that of is it started in seattle i moved it to portland now in portland uh it still runs in portland i'm kind of like the co-producer of it in portland but the mm. main producer is a good friend of ours named belinda carroll um, she runs it in Portland now. I'm just kind of like the the umbrella. This, of is, it. A, this is a bi-coastal it comedy is. experience here. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and then now we run it at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, the Creek in the Cave show is the first Wednesday of every month. Uh, this month in November, we're not doing it because of the New York Comedy Festival. It's kind of a mishmash of a di- bunch of different stuff. We did New York Comedy Festival last year, mm-hmm. but this year we kind of kept it open for other shows at the Creek. Um, and we're going to be filming it as a TV pilot um coming up here in the next couple of months kick fucking ass dude yeah, yeah that's uh see if you're in new york check that out creek in the cave wonderful venue first wednesday and you also have another project coming out i understand you said you just launched a uh podcast correct yeah okay um i just launched a podcast called the process um we're in we're in the middle of uh filming or taping the first five episodes before we release them online uh, but the thing to look out for, it's called The Process, and it talks about recovery, addiction, and mental illness within the entertainment industry. So we talk to different people on the show that are going through recovery or going through addiction or are going through anything like that, um, you know, and telling their stories about how they deal with being an addict, um, you know, in the entertainment industry. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the entertainment industry. <laughs> there sure. really is. There really is. It's just it kind of runs rampant in our business because we're around it every single day. All right. So check out the process also. Uh, you guys ready to get into some outrage? Hell yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Sandeep, do you want to start this week? Sure. Uh, right. Our first story comes to us from Paris. Ooh. Ooh. We're getting fancy here at the fake outrage report. Yes, we are. We've had a lot of London or, uh, or Britain, but we haven't had yeah. a lot of Paris. Yeah, a lot of UK. But yeah, so far yeah. France has been one of the uh, underrepresented countries on the show here. So yes. good to get him on. What happened in Paris? Okay, so there was a billboard advertising a website that pairs students with rich men and women. And this has caused outrage. So a uh, trailer hired by the website richmeetbeautiful.fr. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, so this is like direct, the, you know, this is like the French equivalent of like wealthy men or like arrangement finder is one of those. Yeah, like, we have a lot of those, right? Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever they're called. Yeah, sugar daddy websites. Yeah, sugar daddy. So they it's like have the French plenty version. of sugar daddy websites in the U.S. Like this. Yeah, yeah. And so this is the French version of it. And uh, uh, so there was a trailer, and it was condemned by students and on social media after it was parked near the Sorbonne, Sorbonne University. <laughs> Sore bone you know university. Where else are you going to put a billboard like that? Right. right. I mean, that's where you have the young people who need the money. Exactly. Um, Sore bone university. Sore bone. Sore bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so on it, the picture was the advertisement was a billboard. It was a picture of a man whispering suggestively into the ear of a woman, and the tagline was "Hey, students, romantic, passionate, and no student loans. Go out with a sugar daddy or sugar mama." <laughs> He wasn't whispering anything seductively in her fucking ear. He was whispering his bank balance. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, he was exactly. doing. <laughs> yeah. My bank balance has eight zeros. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, you won't have to strip anymore. Million euros. Right. right. But uh, he said, he probably, he probably said it in a French accent, though, which makes it sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so that this, kind of thing. So I, I, don't, this, I guess they, they did this poster, whatever. There was like a vehicle that was kind of just driving around a billboard. Oh, so um, it wasn't a, a a billboard billboard. It was like it a was truck. a billboard, but it was like on the ground. It was like a vehicle that drove around, but it wasn't that high. I've seen big. those. I've seen those for strip clubs here in New York City. They have those. Okay, yeah. So there's like billboards those. on trucks that you just people get hired to drive around. So it was that, but in so Phil, you had this in your experience too. Of uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm not. A, I'm not a starving college student who really needs to pay off my loans. You know, like I'm not the target market. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, you, might be the, you could be the payer offer of someone else's loan. They're not. They're not trying to get you to go in the club and swing dick. Like that's not what they're looking to do. I, I mean, not currently. No. <laughs> uh, so the city of Paris used its official Twitter account to condemn the posters. Well, uh, wait. The government got involved. Yeah. How hardcore involved? Hardcore involved. That's yes. this thing escalated really quickly. Great word choice, by the way. Hardcore yeah, involved. Indeed. Uh, the city of Paris. <laughs> they really went balls deep on this bone, one. <laughs> balls deep. Hardcore. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to, I'll try to mix in Bukaki, but that's going to be harder. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw it in there. <laughs> uh, the city of Paris used its official Twitter account to condemn the posters. The mayor's office said on Wednesday that it had alerted prosecutors that would seek to ban the site. And deputy mayor Helene Bidard said she hoped investigators would press charges for pimping. So what you're saying is that the Paris government tweeted a bukkake of outrage <laughs> about this billboard. Well done. Well we got, done. We got it in there. We slipped it in. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, this is, there's a lot to unpack here because the government got involved. Here's my question. Is that, is and it, it wasn't just the mayor. It was the deputy mayor and prosecutor. So it wasn't one-on-one. It was right. two-on-one, three-on-one. Is this illegal in France? They... Is the, no, They're I, trying to say that me. it's illegal. Have you guys ever been to Paris? No. Okay. This is very lightweight for Paris. Yeah, I was going right. to say, aren't they a sexual culture? Very. Yeah. That's the thing. Is that, okay, so I'll, let me... I, I swear to God, in Par- I've been to Paris. I've been to Paris a couple of times, and hookers will knock on an outhouse door like and wait for you to be out of there just be like hey you want to like go fuck behind this building because nice. like I'm, I'm ready right now like they'll do it right on the street like they don't care this is not this is so weird that this is even a thing that paris gives a shit about after being in paris like i i've seen they're very openly sexual right I, okay so the the site okay so the the deputy mayor um helene bedard she said she she uh, elaborated a little bit and she said 
the public orders problems caused by the advertisement can be seen uh, that this site is uh, an offensive against women and encourages prostitution. Um, and she said the Norwegian-based website ran a similar into similar problems last month with a campaign in Brussels where authorities also launched a prostitution probe and impounded the posters. So that's the real thing is I think they're saying that this is like encouraging prostitution. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's starting it to, is it's, in a it's, way. It's it's starting to dance the fine line. I know we all. I mean, there's always the hacky joke of uh, that's been done a million times in some form where. Um, how is dating? I mean, if you're buying like dinner for someone and you're paying for drinks, yeah, um, it's it's sort of sort of prostitution ish. There, there's always that kind of joke that's made some in some form, right? Yeah, um, there totally is. But also, Paris doesn't give a fuck about prostitution. That's the thing, right? Like, I don't know if the government, for whatever reason, is trying to get into this and trying to make it some holier than thou thing. But I'm telling you, Paris does not give a fuck about prostitution. Like, they have hookers walking down the street like we have homeless people. It's insane. I guess where they're outraged is I'm trying to kind of figure out what they're mad about. I guess it's because of the location, because it was at like a university is why they're mad. Is that what I'm getting? Well, maybe. Okay. So the student association, F-A-G-E. <laughs> One letter off of fag, right. by the way. One Fag-on, letter off. And guys. the French wonder why we think they're gay. Uh, okay. Right, they, dude. One letter off at Sorbonne University. Is there <laughs> any more sexual terms that we could throw into this? But it's probably pronounced like fizz. You know, something very yeah. different. Than Sorbonne. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. no, it's Sorbonne. Okay, fuck off. Uh, okay, so uh, they they said they they said the complaint was about pimping. They said the body said the advertising campaign is aimed at. Uh, sorry, the student body said that it was aimed at attracting vulnerable students and encouraging them to perform sex acts with older people. Uh, and the Paris police also opened an investigation that the vehicle carrying the billboard be stopped. Why are they saying that only old dudes can be sugar daddies? I mean, come on now. Wasn't it... Um, um, I'm trying to think of the right term. Wasn't this like non-sexually specific? Wasn't there another version of it somewhere? Or am I imagining that? Where it was like an older woman with a young guy? Because I assume the site is for both, right? The advertisement says... Go out with a sugar daddy or sugar mama. So they're very hashtag feminism, <laughs> right? Equality, man. Equality. <laughs> also, if you look at the billboard, the dude that's whispering the shit in the girl's ear, that is not an old dude. He's like 23. Okay. He looks like an underwear model. That is yeah. not an old sugar daddy. That's well, right. yeah, well, I guess maybe some of the outrage could be that it's uh, false advertisement on the woman's part. Like they go to the site thinking they're going to find that guy and it's actually just old guys. Oh, they know what they're looking for. Fuck off. They know who got, who's got the money. <laughs> I'm just trying to play a devil's advocate, Sunday. I'm trying uh, to figure out the outrage. They uh, absolutely know what they're looking for. Yeah. So the site boss of the, of the website, Sigurd Vidal, said criticism likening the site to prostitution were unfair. It's a classic misunderstanding. We're like a normal dating site. A classic misunderstanding. Yeah, right. it's That's like my favorite company. quote, by the way, What's from all of this. Classic uh, misunderstanding. Right. We're a normal dating site, but the financial part is part of the checklist, is what he said. So, <laughs> so it's like eHarmony, but only if you hit a certain like amount of money is really what it is. Well, that's what dating is normally. This is just more upfront about it. I don't have any problem with any of these websites that do this, by the way, and I never have, because it's honestly a very... It's, they're being honest. Everyone is being honest in this scenario. Yeah, you know, I, I think here's the, here's the heart yeah. of the issue. And here's the problem I have when, when things like this start getting people upset on behalf of protecting the victims. Is that our, I think the, the sugar daddy 
and young girl is the most common version of this, okay? Yeah. Um, and are we saying that women are these delicate flowers that don't know what they want and aren't sure what they need and need to be protected? Or are they mature people who can communicate what they want sexually and can make a, can make a decision and they're, they're fucking adults? And so you have to choose between one of those things, you know? And you can't say that they're, you know, you can't be for lib- uh, women's liberalization and no sexual harassment and you know, don't don't stalk people and don't like don't ask people out on well, dates multiple I think times. Don't and... stalk people is one that we can all agree on, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> don't stalk, <laughs> right? Because you're, but, but no we agree means on no, that. And then no yeah. means no, no, and no means no, no, no. Okay, we I agree. Mean, I know what you're trying to say, Hold though, on. Sandeep. Yeah, no, we agree. I'm saying that women are adults and making their own decisions. That's why you don't stalk them. I'm not. I'm not making that well, other argument. No, just the tone of voice you said it in. You're like rattling off so nonchalant. Like, yep, yeah, don't stalk them. Yeah. Right, because they're adults, and when they say no, they mean no. That's what I. That's there's only one this, way right? to interpret yeah. that. Okay, hey, I got what you said. <laughs> right, and here's here, but here's another layer to this. Sugar mamas have also a name, and it's not sugar mamas. It's called cougars. Okay. Yes. That's what they're called, and it's not milfs. That's a different thing. That's just that's just the whole thing that came from American. Well, there pie. there is a Venn diagram but there though. There, but there is. But here's the thing: when it comes to the actual term of a sugar mama, you don't hear sugar mama very often. Most of the time, it's cougar. Most of the time, it's this hot older woman who's usually rich, who's usually divorced, who usually just wants to get some young dick in her life. Okay, that's what it is. Nothing not, wrong with that, by the way. Yeah, it's totally fine. But on that hand of it, not only is it acceptable. It's been celebrated in entertainment. They've made television shows called Cougar Life. They've made ch- like television shows, Sex in the City. Cougar Life's actually a website. Cougar uh, Town is the Cougar show you're Town. thinking of. Okay, that's what it was. So Cougar Life is actually the website. There you go. <laughs> Get your and goddamn it's older woman you, that you fuck actually right, already Jonas. know that. I love that you know that Cougar <laughs> Life was the website. He's like, excuse me, uh, but Sex in the City. That's what that was. That was about a, l- a bunch of hot, rich, older women that went around and fucked younger dudes. That's what that was. See, my understanding of cougar was slightly different than sugar mama in that I, I always viewed, I think the term cougar often means just the hot older one who wants to fuck, get young dick. But there isn't necessarily uh, an understood exchange of money. Like, they're not always paying for their apartment. It's just like women want to fuck and they're old, you know, they're older and they just, they, you know, they're divorced or they don't have some and other And they usually live in a high-rise in Manhattan and they usually have a really nice car. But and they're they not usually paying dress for the, for... the 25-year-old's apartment. I mean, no, that's they don't usually that's a stereotype. To... You know? Sure. They don't have to pay for his apartment, but the point is that they probably pay for the dinner. They probably pay for the night out. They probably pay for all these things. So but the, the man dude doesn't need, want the night out. He does, yeah, he he, he's fine with the fucking too. Maybe he doesn't, but uh, at the same time. Speak for yourself, man. I would love a nice steak like dinner before some fucking... Right. You want to take me slash sugar mama's... They're, you no. want me to swing dick and take me to Delmonico's? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See, here's the the slight difference is that like what when people think cougar, they think they they might pay for the dinner, but it's not necessary as for the interaction to take place for the sex to happen. Yes, it's not a, that's a good point. But there's no like it's there's no way a, a hot chick who's dating like a like an old dude old fuckface is like is down to fuck whether or not the guy's paying for her dinner. Uh, she, like, she might, she, she might, she might go have these. No, no problem. Oh, sure. I'll, 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 I don't need, I don't need you to pay for everything. There's that's not happening. There's definitely a sugar daddy specific thing. Like you are right about that. Sugar daddies specifically are the older dude that the younger girl is banging and she's getting paid in some way. That is definitely the case 
like 99% of the time. And that's what I think a sugar mama is, is that exact, exact same thing. There, as, a, as opposed to Cougar, who's just like a chick that's, a chick that's as, this re- as this relates to the uh, uh, billboard thing. Yeah. So are you saying that if they worded it as instead of saying sugar daddy or sugar mama, if they said find a, a sugar daddy or a cougar, <laughs> would that make it better or worse? I don't think it would change it. I think I think the outrage okay. here is definitely bullshit, but I do see where it's coming from because it is in front of a college campus it, or a university. It is targeting specifically students. Um, that type of a thing, I can see where there's some outrage there, but also it's fucking Paris, okay? They need to calm down. <laughs> I swear to God. That's the weirdest thing. That would be like going and putting a billboard in front of a brothel and then being like, that's inappropriate. No, you're selling fucking right behind <laughs> you, okay? But Paris There's actually two is, people fucking behind the billboard right yeah, now. Yeah, in the window, okay? <laughs> Tits on the glass. That's what they're doing. But Paris is not a place that gives a shit about those things. So uh, I'm with you, by the way. I, I think this is fake outrage if we're going to be doing the verdict. Uh, but I, let me ask you, because you, you've been on tour and stuff, where would a location be, just as an example, of somewhere where it would be like, oh, yeah, don't do that there? Oh, God. In the U.S., there would be a, a million places. Insert Midwest town here. <laughs> like, If you want to <laughs> yeah. go ahead and throw that billboard up in the Bible Belt, they'll love Ooh, that. Wow. Okay, No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do it in the South yeah, anywhere. Doing laps around Brigham Young University. Yeah, yeah no, you don't want to do okay. that. <laughs> throw that in Texas, you'll get your ass kicked. Okay, It's just not a good place. Well, it, it, actually, in some parts of the South, as long as you had another billboard right behind it that said, Jesus is Lord, sure, you're good. Of course, yeah. If you mix the, the two, they'd be all over it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you're talking about other countries, there's a lot of other countries that you definitely could not do that in um Mm -hmm. i've been i've been around i you know i've been in other places in the world i've been like germany and uh italy and paris and uh paris is one of the ones that's super sexually liberal um italy everywhere in italy is the same way uh but if you did that in like london they would not fuck with it they would not be happy Mm, okay london is a very is a very um not Kind of stuffy. Yeah, yeah, I get they, that vibe. Yeah, they're very yeah. stuffy about sexual stuff. What about if they did then India, Sandeep? Did what? No. Put up a billboard of uh, New this, University. This ad? A similar ad, yeah. Equivalent ad. I think it's kind of... I think that's... I think they'd be pretty cool with it because in India, like, there's the arranged marriage culture where financial... Yeah, it's shit definitely you came into what? play. Yeah, you're and the, right. the guy didn't... If the guy was old... Yeah, they would try to match up ages, but, like... If someone was older and had a lot of money, it was like would be no big deal. That's Weird, an older Indian guy that has a lot of money. I would never think that. <laughs> well, you need you need all you need all that time to give, amass the wealth if you're in India. Right. But, um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's my problem with this this ad and and what they're saying is the the it's the phrasing of they're targeting these students and these students are being mm-hmm. targeted and they're the victims of this. It's like are they mature adults that can make their own decisions and. And then they're not being, they're not the targets. Well, the law says you are if you're 18, right? Right. That I, so you have to decide what the age of consent is in your, in your country or wherever you are. Wasn't the age of consent in most parts of Europe, like 12 or some crazy ass Well, whatever that age is, then when they're older than that age, they can consent to stuff and they're not, they're not being coerced or targeted by being shown a billboard or just being shown an option. By the way, if you're a chick, you're being, you know about that option already. Every time you walk outside, I'm sure there's a ton of <laughs> hot guys with money. If you wanted that, you can find that. Yeah, this is just a way to, to for you to, you know, streamline the process. Yeah, get out of student loans. How about making how about making the Sorbonne free, huh? Stop making these students poor so they wouldn't need to fuck to get their student loans yeah, paid for. Yeah, that's right. You, know, you care about this so much, Paris stuff? The amount of people that would fuck to get rid of their student loans 
is astronomical. Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what, Santa Bureau, that's a good point. If the government actually wants to do something about this, how about they throw their money towards subsidies to the university to lower um, the cost of education so people don't have to fuck old guys and old women for education? Right. See? I mean, I'm kidding. I think people would still fuck old guys just for the money, you know? They'd still want to well, nice, nice So, so you're, you're saying that you're, you're zeroing on, on the specificity of the fact that it was targeted towards students. And the, and the fact that that's out the, oh, the outrage part. These, these delicate flowers can't make their own decisions and they're, they're just, they need to be protected. Yeah. The people writing this ad like these motherfuckers have never been to college, okay? The amount of shit that goes on in college is way worse than fucking an old dude for money. You know, okay? if no means yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. That's no where means... everybody learns how to do cocaine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and they need money for that cocaine. Where are they going to get it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if, if no means no, yes means yes. Stop fucking being like, no, yeah, you, she said yes, but who, who, she doesn't know and she's being targeted and yeah, poor students. Yeah, we're cool that as long as it's uh, on our checklist of morality and our preconceived world notion. It's like, listen, she's smart enough to go through med school, but she's not smart enough to know that she's fucking that old dude for the wrong reasons. I think this is part of feminism. It's like you... you Oh shit! We're, you know what? There's no women here, so now yeah, it sounds, I didn't now it sounds I, stupid. I didn't realize that we were gonna be doing this but really, deep into that topic. When someone any women says something, week, yeah. they don't need to be like when a man says yes, no one's like, oh, he's being victimized. Everyone's like, yeah, get it, eighteen year old dude, fuck that. Cougar. Well, even even lower too, because and isn't that part of male privilege? Like we, our decisions aren't aren't questioned, and our society doesn't say, well, yeah, you don't, you shouldn't have made that decision, or you're being targeted when you when you got when you got that offer. That's a whole different animal because you can start talking about teachers fucking students and stuff like that. Where well, it's those just students like, are below the age of consent. No one gets upset when the teacher fucks an eighteen year old. That's we're not that, the Mary Kay Jonas. That's it's, that those people were in eighth grade. No, what shit. Jonas and I are saying is that when it's like a fifteen year old dude fucking the, his 28 year old teacher yo good job bro. Fuck yeah dude yeah but yeah but society gets that still, hot teacher you right. know yeah but society will still throw her in jail i mean that's they're, of they're course still they saying there. yeah right. but it'll be a slap on the wrist it'll be three months in county whatever if it's a no, guy like, that does it it's fucking 30 years behind bars and you know right there's yeah. definitely a double standard there but i think yeah. what you're like the thing that you're pointing out about this is true though the wording on this is horseshit Okay, it's not victimizing anybody. This ad is not victimizing a fucking person at all. It's not targeting necessarily. What it is is being placed in a position where it is a thing. That's the only thing targeting about it is that it's placed in front of a university, and it's kind of a thing where it's like, you don't want to fuck with those student loans anymore? Go get some dick, you know. But it's not. Well, that's it's what... not victimizing though. It's not like nobody's saying like you have to go fuck this old dude to get you know to pay right. this off. You have to do this. It's kind of like, just... hey, here's an option. Yeah, it's like it's like a newspaper ad. It's just eight thousand euros or dick. That's what marketing is. This is just marketing that's so good and so specific and well targeted that people are mad about it. You know, that's yeah, they're more where pissed off they did their job well than anything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, verdict time for this. I'm definitely gonna go fake outrage in this one. Uh, looks like you, you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fake outrage. Fake outrage. Absolutely three for three. Fake awesome. Uh, now it's time to move on to the internet. And this story here, uh, this made me laugh out loud when I saw it, and I, I'm excited to do this story. So the <laughs> Kellogg's company is under some fire this past <laughs> week for. Uh, Okay, so you know how when, when you, you, you have your, your box of cereal, it's on deep, children's cereal, there's like usually cartoons in the back, you know, and sometimes there's, you know, a little educational facts, that kind of thing. Well, the back of the Corn Pops box currently is like a 
like a cartoon version of like a shopping mall and like a bunch of like personified little corn pops running around. And some of them are, you know, shopping. Some of them are personified dancing. Some of them are playing. Corn pops. I love that. It, thank you. Some Somebody noticed on Twitter and got mad that they're all the, the corn pops are the same color. They're all yellow because they're corn pops. But there was one brown corn pop. And that happened to be the personified animated cartoon corn pop. That was the one that was wearing a janitor uniform and buffing the floors. <laughs> okay, so first off, if you've ever had corn pops, you know that there's always that one shitty brown corn pop that's in the bowl. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. There always is. And it's just it just that's natural with corn pops. There's always one that's like burnt a little bit more and it kind of is it's not the good corn pop. It's the <laughs> shitty one that doesn't taste right, you know. There's always that one bad corn pop, but you're not going to scream racism. It's just the shitty corn pop. Yeah, uh, but in this scenario, obviously people are saying this is racist uh, because they had they had to make that one brown corn pop the the one that was buffing the floors. It is pretty funny, actually. right? <laughs> and there are there are hundreds of other pops in this ad, <laughs> really yeah, is. and none of them are they're all the same color. They're the yeah. exact same color except yeah. one corn pop is brown. And he's wearing headphones. Yeah, he's probably listening to like a uh, how to learn English podcast or something. <laughs> I thought it was That's, like hip hop. Like, like, isn't that a black porn? Or some, maybe some reggaeton corn pop or a brown corn pop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it know. depends on the shade of brown. It depends on the shade of brown. Either way, it's not good. Uh, and the gentleman that called it out, his name is Saladin Amhead. He's a writer for Marvel Comics, which is fucking awesome and totally unrelated. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> this one here goes <laughs> under the category of what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Right. That's it. Just who like, I have so many questions like did the person that draw this, you know, think like, oh, I'm going to slip this one in here and see if anyone noticed or did this like actually just go through seven or eight layers of lawyers and censors and nobody fucking caught it. You know, like, I want to know the origin I could story. I actually of this. see. OK, I could I could see why this would get past the suits uh, because the artist would draw this picture and you have to like I I'm not paying attention to corn pox art, you know, like the and it's such a busy scene. Um, it is very obvious yeah. once the guy points it out and I'm, when the article is about it, so yeah. I'm looking at it, but it really I is can a see like if I'm a lawyer and just doing shit and they're like, yeah, there's this, we just have this fucking pop, you know, who's going to, I can see you not like really examining it closely. Well, it's the only one that's wearing any clothes right. <laughs> also in the picture and it's a janitor uniform. There's an old bird watcher corn pop up here. You want me to, that one also has like, I'm going to throw in an extra layer of racism on this one. That brown corn pop is right next to a booth that says Uncle Willie's. <laughs> Uncle Willie's corn on a stick. Which I'm sorry, I have. I'm sure there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of brown people that have an Uncle Willie. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's well, wait, probably I, a thing. Don't white people have an Uncle Willie? That seems like a regular. No, white I think name. white people the call him Uncle Will. Okay, it's gonna be Will. It's never gonna be Willie. Okay, it's yeah. never oh, okay. gonna be. <laughs> I'm learning all, something about white culture yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. And the word Uncle, all oh, by the way, has some certain uh, uh, relations to black culture as well that people. Oh God! If it was called Uncle Tom's corn on a stick. Oh, it like would it. be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> that place would be set on fire. No, like if you had worst. A, if your dad's if your dad's brother was named Willie, would you call him Uncle Willie or Willie Uncle or just Willie or like what do white people do there? I don't know. I think it depends on where you're from because you did the fake accent a second ago. I think if you're from anywhere south of say like Pennsylvania, it's probably Willie. But if it's like from the Northeast, it's Will probably. No, but if you're white, what do you call your uncle Willie? Do you say Uncle first and then? It depends Bill? on what your parents called that uncle when you were a child. What do you call totally your uncles? Does. 
But um, I don't want to say I only have one uncle, and it's just Uncle Joe. Oh, so you say Uncle Joe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and well, yeah, it's I do actually refer to him literally as Uncle Joe to his face too. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. it's whatever your parents tell you when you're a kid to to uh, to say. But yeah, there, there's I was gonna say there's actually a pizza place uh, near where I'm from. I swear to God, that's called Old Thomas Pizza Shack. Yeah, like that's okay. There's certain verbiage and certain words you have to be real careful with. And I'm sorry, Uncle yeah. Willie is next to a brown corn pop. <laughs> the only in, one. In, yeah, yeah. In in a world of yellow corn pops. <laughs> so um, you there's think it's a, a black... little bit. Uh, there's de- that's definitely a black corn pop. That's okay, definitely not, a, what so that it's not is. a Mexican corn pop. And, okay. and his 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 outfit is like a borderline jumpsuit too. Like, like it's it's like He's a, a janitor, black janitor corn yeah, pop. Yeah, it's that's so what he shitty. Is. It's like the community service corn pop. It like totally that's... is, dude. This is definitely one of those things where like somebody had to look at the artwork and go, you know, let's just see if it passes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I this was a who... dare. This had to have been like yeah. a dare or something. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. Like the guy who painted this didn't just happen to put a brow. Like he did. There was yes, I I agree. A dare, or he was trying to pull one over, or just say laughing to himself. Right. At the end of it, like there had to have been somebody that looked at it and was like, "That brown one's kind of fucked up, man." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, but let's just see if it works." <laughs> oh yeah, so that is definitely uh, a thing where I just I'm just dumbfounded that in 2017 a multi-million dollar company would do something like that, and it goes also to a bigger question in society, which is. Who's looking at the back of these boxes? And you mentioned you weren't because, you know, you're an adult. You probably don't eat corn pops. But children are the ones that are looking at that while they're eating their cereal in the morning. Yeah. And so they're, it's being hardlined into their culture yeah. that, oh, the brown one? Yeah, he's the one buffing the floors. He, yeah. He's the one that's going to be doing the dirty work. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the outrage is from is, is it's in a way teaching children that that's who's supposed to be janitors and, and all that. So I think for that reason alone is why I have to vote legit outrage on this one. Oh, wait. I, that is the reason for the outrage. Is there other reason? Are there other nuanced reasons for it? Well, I mean, it's, it's depicting it's, the, the... I just took it more specific. I mean, yeah, it's, it's casually racist, but I'm making, I'm, I'm making it to the next level of like it's racist and also it's being what's being displayed to children. Children, yeah. The yeah. Children aspect, right? At the end of the day, it's racist as shit. Like, yeah. it's not, there's, no, yeah. there's no way to get around it. It's definitely... The artist was totally... Like, either... One of two things happened. He either totally did that on purpose to fuck with people. Yeah. Or or the ink that he was using started to run out when he got to that corn <laughs> pop. And it just was not as bright. So I'm going to say that second one's totally bullshit. And it's definitely the first one. And he was just like, yeah, I'm going to make this one brown. Yeah. And we're going to put this. I'll put it on the uh, Facebook highlight uh, mini video version that we uh, that we do now. But it's funny to me, too, that the this uh, brown or black corn pop is almost in the direct middle of the frame too. It's like m- center and just only it's slightly down. Point. It's yeah, absolutely a focal it, it's point. the art artist focal point of the picture. So it, there's a lot of uh, issues with this, and and you know usually I find things like this to be kind of dumb, but yeah, I have to go legit outrage in this one. Yes, I I was when I first read the uh, hi, the the headline, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, the cereal outrage corn pop. I'm I'm 
I was in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna found this fake art. But then I read. I'm like, oh god, like that's <laughs> that's pretty. That's well, pretty blatant. I normally don't want to see racism in cereal and think that's silly. But this is like, oh, and well, that's what this show does. Our, our show yeah. is it because we've been doing this. You and I are conditioned, Andy, for doing this for so long yeah. that like I initially thought, oh, this is gonna be fucking stupid. But yeah. then I clicked it, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. This is actually wow, <laughs> pretty <laughs> indicting. Yeah. yeah. The only other way that cereal can be racist is if your alphabet cereal spells out the wrong word. <laughs> That's about the only other way. <laughs> you know? Look down in the bowl like, Jesus, alphabet cereal. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a good place to do the verdict in that one. And before we go on the show, we always give our guests the opportunity. Jonas Barnes, is there anything you're currently pissed off about here in the world? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm pissed off about a lot of things in the world. Um, I think right now, um, I'm the biggest thing that pisses me off is like something we were talking about earlier with my comedy show. I think that the continued debate about PC culture and comedy is mm -hmm. an outrage to me because um, it's getting to the point now where people are policing everything that comedians say. Yeah. Um, and I don't, in, in an art form like comedy, um, I think people are policing things before hearing what a joke is or before hearing what an act is or before hearing what the bit is. And mm -hmm. they're policing it based just on the sole fact that a certain word is in that joke or a certain word is used at a time, you know? So, um, that's been a big point of contention for me, um, mainly because I think that any comic, regardless of, you know, gender or skin color or whatever, um, you know, if you look at it like a painter, they have their entire color palette that they can use as a comedian. Our color palette is the dictionary. It's yeah. words. And I think you live and die by the mic. That's really what I think it is. If you go up and you make a joke that's really fucked up and you use a certain buzzword and that joke sucks, then you're going to know that immediately. That, <laughs> yeah, audience oh, will. Is, that audience is going to rip your guts out, whether it's by booze, whether it's by somebody yelling at you or whatever. Or silence, which is oftentimes uh, the yeah, most yeah. painful. Yeah. yeah. And then on the other hand of it, if you use a buzzword that people don't like, but the joke happens to be awesome, then you're also going to know that immediately. Because most of the time when you go out on a limb like that and use one of those words... Uh, in a joke, if it hits hard, it hits very hard. If it's a good joke, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I think, I think in general, there needs to be less policing and more understanding of what a comedian is doing in an act. You know. Yeah, actually, um, normally we don't do inside comedy stuff in the show, but I'm game for this conversation. I like this topic a lot. Uh, I remember this this thing that put up by a former guest of ours, Matt Ruby, great comedian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he put up a thing where he was saying that in, in Brooklyn, people hear a joke and then they run it in their head. Does this match my preconceived worldview? Is it okay for me to laugh? And then they think about it and then they laugh exactly. rather than just having a good time and laughing. They, they go, Oh, is this, does this fit my, my already what I want it to be? Exactly. Does this reinforce my worldview first? And I think that's one of the struggles with comedy right now. It's one of the big ones. And a lot of people shit all over him for that. I remember that because, and Matt Ruby's an awesome dude. Like he's a great comic. He's an, a fantastic dude. And a lot of people immediately shit on him for that because they were like, that's not a Brooklyn thing. You just need to be funnier and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, first off, first off, that I, guy does the seller. So go fuck yourself. Right, right. He's, open mic faggots from Bushwick. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only one of the best comics in New York. Yeah. Um, but that is, that is very much a Brooklyn thing. I've seen yeah. it. Um, it's very much a Pacific Northwest thing that I've seen in Portland. And I think there is a delicate balance between being quote unquote woke 
and also accepting comedy as it is like actually listening to the joke and understanding that your worldview is not going to be the same as the worldview that a person on stage is, you know, communicating. Oh, and by the way, uh, yeah. I, and I love nothing more than, than watching one of the, the Bushwick kids who, who gets a standing O for just doing, you know, five minutes of hate filled misandry on stage, yeah. go to a room that's not in Brooklyn and eat shit and look at the audience like, yeah, but you're supposed to be laughing like yeah like it's like yeah. no dude because you have to learn that like the bubble doesn't just exist for politics it exists for comedy too and absolutely you know the rest of the country doesn't care about a lot of the same issues you do you know i'm not trying to shit on any major issue and say that that issue whatever the case may be is not important no but i'm saying that other people either might not relate or just might not care for sure and I think also, you know, obviously it is the way that you frame a joke. It's the way that you frame the material. It's the way that you present it. And I think if you go on stage and you own material, you own the joke, you own what you're saying, it's going to come across better than if you go up. Like you can tell very quickly if somebody's a hateful asshole when they're doing a joke that happens to have the word faggot in it. You know, if they <laughs> yeah. go up and they just throw that word out there, like for no reason, if they just throw it into a joke where it doesn't really fit or it doesn't really need to be there, mm -hmm. then it's gonna be like, all right, you just said that to be an asshole. But if it's like part of a story or if it's part of an experience or whatever like that, there's, that's a completely totally. different animal, you know? And I think a lot of times, especially now, like the same thing happened with a friend of ours online, uh, yet another Phil, he went up there and he went on uh, Facebook, um, uh, Phil Corbin. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we don't want to talk about that. because uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go into it a lot. But the point is, is that he just mentioned language, just language. And yeah. a windfall happened. It was just uh, there are certain people that are backing him up. Uh, you and I yeah, and then yeah. certain people. Wait, wait, what did he say about language that he uses certain words in his act? He just mentioned all the, the, all that, the heavy ones that you're yeah, yeah, not supposed to say the N word, the, the F ones, word. Yeah, all of them. And he just said, and this is the thing, though, is he never said that he called anybody any of these words. He just said, sometimes I've used these words in my act yeah. um, and that you can't tell a comedian what they can and can't say. And that's where the outrage hit because it was like, oh, yes, we can. And at the end of the day, no, you fucking no, can't. Dude, that's one of my biggest issues with this scene is that comics cannot police comics um and well, look it's somebody's right without to get knowing there. the context of the joke that's the biggest well, thing here's the thing even if the joke sucks here's the thing if somebody gets on stage and tries something and it sucks uh they took the risk and it sucks their right is to fail and do suck and look like a dickhead sure but you can't tell them not to do that exactly and i think the only reason that i wanted to bring this up as a point of outrage is because it's not just in comedy I think that's in entertainment in general. I think it's also I think it's in life. Now. Oh, I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a symptom of what's we're, what we're seeing in everything is that there is no context. People look at the headline of a story and then they don't. Then they get outraged. People take a a quote, a, a three sentence quote from a speech. Exactly. That someone does twenty years ago, and then they get outraged when they don't even like bother to listen to the whole speech. I mean, this happens all the time, and there is just no context anymore, and people are. Just lazy. I think it's just laziness. And I think this is, the, I mean, this is very much a 2017 thing. 2017, so far in the society that we're in right now, has hit a point where it's on that line between being, like I said, I hate using that word because I don't like the word, but woke about certain situations and certain <laughs> situations in society and things like that. And it's like you can look into the LBG, LGBTQ thing. You know, you've got different pronouns now, different gender pronouns, different labels, different things like that, like that people want to be called, which is fine. Yeah. Which is totally awesome, and I'm totally down with that, and I'm fine with that. But then, like, with, you, with what you said, if you look at a headline or a quote from a multi-paragraph thing and judge something based off of that, you've jumped the shark. You're now yeah. looking just to be offended. That's what you're looking for. 
And that's where we, that's where. Yeah. I, people, they, they, yeah. Cause people, they, they take these stories and they're like, okay, how can we use this story and we can light off more outrage to force our view onto others and make them listen mm-hmm. and to sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, change the world. And how can we pl- use this to take advantage and to push our view across, yeah, which is a shitty, shitty, shitty way to see the world. It totally is. Yeah. Trying yeah. to force any view down somebody's throat, regardless of that view is not good. Like yeah. presenting a view to somebody is one thing. Presenting in a, a situation, presenting an option, presenting it like that, that's one thing. But if you take any belief, whether it's religious, whether it's, you know, language, whether it's whatever, and you shove that down somebody's throat, you're now you're now fighting your own cause. Like you're you're now making it a bad thing. They're not gonna listen to you if you shove it in their face. Yeah. That's just nobody's gonna I'm listen fighting to fascism by beating people up who disagree with me. Yeah, sorry. You're not going to convince like, anybody of anything. No, like, no. It, and people don't understand. Like, and I, I always use this. I got into an argument with a friend of mine about um, about this, and I was like, "Look, you know, it, it's it's the political equivalent of you know, you're the guy at the bar who found out that you're not getting laid at three in the morning, and so your reaction is to call that girl a slut. Right? It's like you're not. That's never happened where anyone, any girls, have been like." Oh, you know what? I totally see it your way. Let's go fuck now. Right. It's like yeah. so so by calling someone a racist or a homophobe, you're never gonna change anybody. You're you're only just reinforcing your own view and jerking yourself up. You're never gonna win an argument that way. Yeah, just and by people, calling somebody a name. People fucking don't happen. understand that at all. People really think, oh, if I shame this person enough, they're gonna totally come to my side. It's like, no, dude, you've been alienating this person for years. They're mm-hmm. not gonna suddenly agree with you. There's not a pr- tipping point of hate that makes people think like you and you're going to push them farther and farther and farther away from what it is that you're trying to convince them of mm-hmm. and the same thing and the reason like this is such an interesting situation to me is because if you have somebody who's one of the cleanest comics in the world jerry seinfeld mm-hmm. who will come out and say college students are too pc to deal with comedy right this now. is a guy that talks about like socks and airplane food right yeah so if you have a guy <laughs> that's like him who's saying that college students or for you know like what matt ruby was saying people in brooklyn crowds in brooklyn are too pc to enjoy comedy then okay we've we've hit the fucking end point we need to turn back a little bit and we need to ease up on those tensions a little bit well and, and see the thing is i like the way you were like that when you say we need to turn it back. And the thing is, we're not saying turn it back to, you know, sending people back to the fields and God, beat no. women or whatever. None of this Absolutely crazy not. shit. Or like Andrew okay. Dice Clay or something. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're, no. we're not saying, you know, that. But the thing is, whenever you say like, oh, yeah, we need to maybe tone it down with the PC social justice warrior horse shit. People hear that. They hear, oh, you hate all women and all whatever. It's like, no, we don't. No, not at all. <laughs> and being accepting, being accepting of somebody's views and being accepting of social situations and societal things that are happening right now is completely different from allowing yourself to be able to laugh at somebody's experience. That's totally. Really, that's the that's that the is a fucking difference. wonderful way to sum all this up right there. Yeah, that fucking right. Those are the words I've been looking for for the last couple of years. <laughs> and this is why obscene. I do the smut show. This is why I do it. <laughs> That's exactly damn. why I do it. That's a pretty good way to uh, to end, I think, right there. Uh, follow us online at Fake Outrage Rept. Email us at, at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Give us some kick-ass reviews because we really need that. You can follow Jonas Barnes online at... You can go at Jonas Barnes on Twitter, at Jonas Barnes Comedy on Instagram. And then I believe I'm the only one on Facebook. Awesome. That's just Jonas Barnes. When you look me up, I'm the only yes. comedian with that name. Awesome. Definitely follow him on Facebook. Hilarious shit. Sandeep Sin. Any parting thoughts? 
Uh, you know, I'm not against brown corn pops, but you know, let's make them. You know, let's make them do, do good stuff too. <laughs> brown pops matter. <laughs>